Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bikinis After Babies. This is our 11th episode, and I am your host, Mandy Rashawn, with your other fabulous blonde host. Hey, everyone. This is Jillian Hughes. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so excited to share today's episode with you, and I'm really grateful for all the awesome comments and feedback that we've gotten. I honestly am just so excited that we've stayed really consistent and that we have so many great guests that want to come on the show. And um, yeah, it's just it's been really awesome. So thank you, everybody, for leaving your feedback and keep doing that so that we can build show episodes around things that you guys want to hear. Yeah, receiving all the comments on, rather it's on Bikinis After Babies podcast on Instagram or our personal Instagrams, any comments that you guys make, like we love them. We love the feedback. We love to know how you think of the episode, what you what you want to hear in the future, rather it's like other guests or if other guests like have different experiences. And then that way we can kind of narrow down different things and, you know, be able to bring you guys exactly what you would love to hear. And that's why we do this. We want to be able to provide you with all of these different resources and help for your, you know, stage. Yeah. <laughs> so, so today is Monday. Jillian, how was your weekend? Um, it was good. Just busy. <laughs> We're like right in the tail end of my son's varsity wrestling season and cheer is really, really busy. So lots of kids stuff and just like really trying to navigate my prep and, um, plan to make things successful. Like last year, I was doing all of this and prepping for a show that was at the end of March. And it was just really hectic and really crazy. So this year, I've pushed out my first show of the season to a little bit like later in the spring. Um, but yeah, just, you know, for a minute there, it felt like nothing was changing. And I was like, really stuck. Um, and it was like one month into my prep. And I don't think the scale had moved at all. And I was like, Oh, so frustrated. And I so didn't want to be that person because I'm always telling my clients, like, don't worry about the scale. But I was like, come on. Like, I have really, you know, dug my yeah. teeth in and done like everything, it's like, like move, ticked every box. Move. I'm like, come on. And, you know, I vented all my frustration. And like, literally the next morning, I was down like three pounds. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know why this happens to me. And I and I said to my husband, I'm like, can you believe this? He's like, yeah, this happens every year. Like, that is one thing he's become sort of an expert in, like, how my body changes. Like, I remember last year, like, in bed, just being like, I'm so hungry. This is so awful. He's like, this. it's always like this. I'm like, no, it's not. This is definitely the worst. He's like, no, it's always like nope. this. <laughs> Okay, because <laughs> you kind of have like amnesia and you can't help but like kind of second thought, mm -hmm. second think everything. But I mean, I'm so far out. I think it's just like starting a prep heavier is like a bit of a mind F. Like I had to like not bulk. I hate that word, but I had to put some muscle on. And like I've had, you know, seen people that are like, oh, I've gained 15 pounds of muscle. And I'm like, there's no way because yeah. it's just not possible, like unless you took like seven years off. But right. like, you know, it's just, you really don't know how much is muscle and how much is body fat. You just don't really know. So um, mm -hmm. I obviously have to titrate my normal scale weight. I'm not going to weigh what I've weighed, you know, the last three years. And right. That didn't win me a pro card anyway. So I need to come in a little bit fuller this year. Um, so it's just kind of like that plays on your mind of like, okay, I don't usually start mm -hmm. prep here. And so just doing the numbers game at this point. But overall, everything is is going smoothly. How about you? You're getting closer, like inching away, like week by week. You're I know. nine weeks out now. I'm down to single digits, eight weeks, but I can oh my God. totally, I know I can totally relate to what you're saying though, about the scale, like, because it, like, you don't know what you look like, right? Like you have no idea, like coming in from an off season, even if you did like a perfect off season, rather you had a messy, nasty off season, but like whatever happens, like coming out of an off season back into like 10 weeks out, like you have no idea what you're going to look like till you get closer. But like, also, your scale isn't going to be what it was your last show. Like, you can't think like that. Because the, the same thing that you said goes for me. I needed more muscle. I did. So my weight shouldn't, it shouldn't be the same. But it's still like, as females, we're like, it should be so small. Like, no, yeah. no, it, it shouldn't be, right? So I'm actually really, I... I've just been, again, staying calm, enjoying the process. So I'm really curious to see, like, what my show day, like, numbers are. You know, my hip, uh -huh. waist, my weight, everything. Like, to see what it is, like, come show day. It'll be kind of neat to, like, be able to compare. 
but no, I've been feeling really good uh, eight weeks out and just yeah. like, I'm just ready. Like this happens to me every time. I'm just like, can we go now? Can, can we just go now? Not, yeah. Like I'm, I'm getting, you know, the little tired. I get more sleepier. You know, I want to rest a little more. The weights are getting a little more heavier. They are. They're getting a little, a little extra. So that's been fun at the gym. I laugh at myself because I'm like, can I do, can I do that plate? Can I do it? So that's been mm-hmm. fun compared to like five weeks ago. I'd be like two of them. Let's go. Right. Yeah. Uh, but no, do I you like, like the- change your training time at all, like to adapt to that so that you have like more energy or do you like change your food timing to help your workouts at all? So I told myself I would if I needed to, but I haven't needed to do that. I've been feeling really good. So this was really interesting because I, I thought, okay, back about like 15 weeks, like when I was about 15 weeks out, I thought as I would get closer, I would get hungrier and it would get harder to work out because I work out at about eight o'clock in the morning to about nine thirty. So my coach was just like, as it gets closer, do whatever feels right for you. If you feel like you have to push your workout time back because you need more food, great. If you don't just keep doing what you're doing, it's fine. So I'm like, okay. So as of right now, I feel totally fine. Like when I go to the gym, I feel, I feel like I had enough. I'm not hungry. Like I'm good. So I haven't had to do that, but I do have the flexibility if I would need to have like extra food. So I did think of that though, but yeah, no, it hasn't happened. You have to, you know, just Mm -hmm. totally. But also like I, I prefer to do cardio fasted. So that's the one thing I kind of start doing when my cardio increases is I like will move that from like post-workout. I do that like before I eat breakfast and then I try to train after breakfast if I can um, Mm -hmm. just to make me a little bit more optimal. But that's that's exactly what I do. I do my cardio before everybody gets up and uh, then get everything going and then eat and then go weight train. Um, But yeah, no, I had soccer this weekend uh, because it's nicer here in Kansas City. It's nice enough. In Kansas mm-hmm. City, we have outdoor soccer games that got rescheduled. So we had so three. Crazy. Yeah, we had two or three soccer games this weekend. Um, they were all outside. So still had to bundle up. It was still kind of like icky, but it was yeah. fine. Like it was doable, like 40 yeah. degrees or something. So it was nice. But no, I uh, I did that. And I, I also kind of was like looking as you get closer to about like eight weeks out. You know, it's really about the time where you should be shopping or – ready to order your suit for your show. So I was definitely shopping around. I was looking at different suits, um, different colors, and I absolutely knew the color I wanted to go with. And I definitely wanted to use Toxic Angel. Something really exciting happened. Do you want me to share? <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, okay. I, I was like, I, I, I don't think you'll make a big enough deal out of this. So I wanted to share. So Mandy has been offered a sponsorship with Toxic Angels Bikinis. And I'm so, so excited because we love them. Their suits are beautiful. Um, I've been with them as a sponsored athlete for like seven years. I won their athlete search in like 2000 and seven i think does that make sense no 2017 oh my god how old am i Um, i was like wait a minute that's like i don't even know um so anyway so yeah so um you know she had mentioned that um she had an opportunity to speak with them and it all worked out so i'm really really excited so you can use Mm -hmm. code mandy to save 15 percent on your order or you can use code jillian we you know, we don't want to tell you which one to choose. You just choose whichever one you want if you're looking to purchase a suit. And also you can ask us any questions about their suits um, and, you know, fit and all the things. And we're just really, really excited because now, you know, with our show doing this together and being able to promote one bikini company, which is, in my personal opinion, the best in the business. Um, I've been with them for a long time and they are just, their customer service is amazing. Their suits are beautiful. and their team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they have like such a great process of like helping you decide the fit because I mean, these are customized to your body and Mm -hmm. there's so many options. There's just no way you could be like, just add to cart. Like, you know, you need Mm -hmm. somebody to help you. So um, we're happy to answer any questions, but they have a wonderful process of helping you order your suit. And with our codes, you'll save 15%. So I'm so excited. Welcome to the team, Mandy. This is so great. I'm so excited. I I was... 
I know I was so honored and I was humbled and I was like, I well, and then the craziest thing about this, which I didn't even tell you about this, but the suit, I, I already knew like the suit I wanted once I saw the, it, it's Jennifer Dory's suit, like that teal green yeah. color. Once I saw that on stage, I was like that, her tan, that color, that everything. I was like, that's the suit I want. Mm-hmm. And I knew I wanted that suit. Like I knew the next time I went on stage, like that's the suit I wanted. And I actually didn't know it was a toxic angel suit until I like was like, who like looked right. And then I was just like, Oh my God. And then like, I, I've just, I've heard amazing things about them. I, I've supported them. I've met with them, talked with them. They do so much for the community too. Like they mm-hmm. are always at the shows. They're always doing different, like, giveaways they're always doing different sales so like i was so i was just elated like i was so excited to be able to talk with them and then just to be able to be offered a sponsorship was like it was so humbling yeah this yeah this is a perfect segue into our topics today right so we yeah yeah (laughs) we wanted to talk today about you know the cost of competing and how to like budget for competing and different ways you can utilize a lot of different things and ways to be able to save money whenever you're going down the road for like prepping a show. Absolutely. And I thought it would tie in really well to be able to share your experience with getting a sponsorship. You have mm-hmm. multiple sponsorships and we can kind of share or shed a little bit of light on the subject of how to go about getting a sponsorship, what you might not know about sponsorships, like, you know, could could you be considered for, you know, some of these things that exist or creative ways to help other businesses to be able to fund your competition journey. And so um, this whole topic is really going to be about money and <laughs> budgeting right. and all those things. Because if you're brand new and you don't know, um, it might be a deterrent. And like, I'm here to tell you that like, there's so many ways to save. And there's, so many. Um, the, you know, this, this sport has people from high school age, like all the way up to, you know, fifties and sixties, everyone's budget is different. Um, and you know, there's a way for everyone to do it. So we wanted to be able to share, um, you know, a bunch of different tips and tricks that we've found over the years to be able to help you to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. So with, I will say one of the biggest things I've learned is whenever you're paying for, NPC entry fees. So entry fees, most of them are usually going to be like, I, w- I would say like around 125, 150 per entry. We'll say that. Yeah. Maybe if you go to a national level and you're paying for national shows, they're going to be more expensive. Um, but like, let's say you want to do multiple categories. You want to try a bunch of different stuff. And it, that's a hefty bill. Like if you have to pay a, an entry fee for every single time you're entering, right? So if there is a supplement company, a a supplement shop, something like that in your community that you have just gone to frequently, you really enjoy, like you talk with them a lot. You can feel like talking to them about like, Hey, I'm going to do this show. I'd love to rep your brand. I'd love to, you know, be able to um, support your product. I really enjoy your product. Is there like some type of business relationship we could work together and you guys could maybe help me out with some of my entry fees? Cause I want to go on stage so many times, you know, and, and then this way I could also help you guys with like marketing that right there is, is so easy. And you can do that across the board with a lot of different companies mm-hmm. and just talk to them, treat it like a business. It's a business venture. It's marketing. You're, you're giving a service. They're giving a service. You guys are working together. You're collaborating and growing in something that you both like love and want. Right. Right. I mean, the answer is always no, if you don't ask. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of people are just afraid to ask, but I mean, your social media is something that you can leverage and be able to offer something back to the business. And it doesn't matter what it is. Like I've known people that have gotten sponsored by like hardware stores. Like it's just having that relationship and then being able to provide something in return, such as, you know, a post or, you know, a story or something like that. When you're competing, if you're somebody who shares 
often, like parts of your journey, um, you know, your workouts or your progress. And, and I think it's amazing when people do that. And, and a lot of times people do that just for their own personal accountability, but that's something that you can leverage because when people are watching, they're very curious, what do you do? What supplements do you use? What kind of teeth whitening do you use? Like, where do you get your waxing? Like, these are all little businesses sort of like in the area of beauty and fitness that might have a vested interest in having you maybe make a post and then they will sponsor you like every little bit helps. So, um, again, I, I just think you just have to, you have to ask. And if they say no, it's fine. Like you're not out anything. Right. But at least you, you'd be very surprised how many people want to support you. Um, and so, you know, just, just kind of think about places that you frequent, um, businesses that you interact with. And, you know, that's, I think like the most easy way to kind of get started getting sponsored, but I don't think that it necessarily has to be the size of your following that determines, um, your level of sponsorship. Um, you know, I think there's, there's so many different companies out there and, and a lot of places are getting started as well. And they would love to have a competitor represent them. And certainly they're not going to be able to get someone who's been on the Olympia stage for nothing. They might not have the budget to have someone like that, but somebody who's right. newer that, you know, they can afford to maybe, you know, give you a little something towards your entry fees or whatnot. I think that that's definitely, um, you know, those opportunities are definitely out there. Yeah, I will say the more the more people, the more companies I've talked to, it is way more about consistency. Like like Toxic Angel, I can see that they're liking my stuff, they're commenting on my stuff, but why are they doing that? Because I'm tagging them, because I'm talking with them back, I'm interacting with them. I feel like whenever it becomes more humanizing and you're humble about it, it might take you a long time like you might be doing that for like six months a year but then you could have this relationship form where it does pay off like you you get you know a sponsorship and you could you you would get like this beautiful like for me like this beautiful suit i'm i'm honored by this great company i'm so excited but i could see that they enjoyed my consistency they liked what i was constantly like putting out there right and I've, I've also worked in the industry. I've worked with MPC Midwest. Like I've been out there. I've, I've committed, I've stayed very diligent with like, I knew that I want to grow in this sport. Okay. So if I want to grow in the sport, I want to stay consistent and I mm -hmm. want to stay dependable and I want to do what I'm going to say I'm going to do. So by doing that, I'm like showing, I'm showing the companies I'm showing, I'm showing the people I'm working for the working with that, like this is like what you can expect out of me and this is how I'm going to be. And if you like that, like, let's work together. Like let's, yeah. let's form a relationship together. Right. So it doesn't have to be about the following. It is, it is so much more about the consistency because if you, you can have a huge following, but if you're only posting like every once in a while and your following is created from like a year ago, because like you were consistent a year ago and you're not anymore, that's not going to be the same as somebody that's like posting constantly and interacting and talking and being out in the community and, and doing those things. Like you're, it's not going yeah. to be the same. I think companies look at that too. Like they can tell that, you know, nobody's commenting, you know, which means that, you know, you aren't really influencing people. And that's kind of where that term influencer came from. Yeah. What it essentially means is like, if you, you know, are asked frequently where you get your hair done or, you know, what kind of eyelashes you use or where you shop, you're influencing other people's purchases. So companies are kind of looking for that. So like when it, you look at like big sponsorships, that sort of thing like really does matter. And I think sometimes people will just be like, oh, well, I would never be able to get a sponsorship like this until I were to, you know, qualify for the Olympia or win a pro show. And yeah. so, you know, that, but I mean, you don't want to start there anyways. Like if you don't have any experience working with other companies, you definitely don't want to like just, you know, shoot your shot with the big guns. Like, kind of start smaller and like even like your gym like they might be willing to give you a discounted member of you know start there and um you know anytime you're doing anything like i tag bombshell all the time they never going to sponsor me because they're just they're just not i won't stop shopping there but I do tag them and for like every five posts, I think they give you like a $10 coupon. I'll take it. Okay. So like these are other things that you can kind of think of. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that that's, that's one thing. I mean, I've seen people put together a GoFundMe. Why not? I mean, who cares? Well, I've seen you know, that too. I, I, 
I think like, you know, if you're really, if this is something that's a real huge stretch for your budget, but you have the passion, um, you know, you, you have just have to get creative. Um, so sponsorships, I think there's, there's some that are, are, you have to be careful that they're not asking like too much of you because some companies, they want to like take over your whole feed and they want every post to be about them. And if it just feels kind of like it's, you know, not authentic and and really forced and it might not be a really good fit so it should sort of feel like everybody's like getting you know equal you know if somebody's like oh i'll give you 75 dollars towards your show but you have to make 75 posts <laughs> you might be like mm. you know i don't, yeah I don't know, maybe that'd be worth it if you really wanted that but you know and and then also like you know if somebody's like oh i make sunscreen for babies like will you please make like 100 posts about sunscreen for babies and you're kind of like I mean, I don't know if that relates to kind of what, yeah. So like, you know, sometimes you'll just get, you know, people reaching out and wanting to, to use your following for weird ways. So, you know, I think that, um, it's just all a matter of starting with relationships with businesses that you have and, and go from there. And like, there are big ones, like, you know, companies like first forum they're you know, they're, they have challenges and all sorts of things that you can get involved. And I think that's like, to your point, Mandy, like just being involved and making connections, like then amazing things happen, you know, going to workshops, going to seminars, um, interacting with people. Like when you're at your show, walk around and go to the booths and talk to the people who are working with the booths and make yeah. sure they know you. And if you don't have a business card, um, you can set up, um, what's it called? I think it's dot cards and they give you like a little, um, Oh, the scanner with a, thing? Yeah, with a QR code. Yeah. Make sure you've got some way for people to connect with you um, after the show. And you can start making those connections at your first show. Because again, most shows that you go to are going to have vendors and sponsors and things like that. Like, go around and be friendly and talk to them. Hey, it's my first show. I'm like totally excited. And, you know, where are you from? Tell me about your business. And like, start to make those connections. And that's a really great way. Because here's the thing. Nobody really stays at the top forever like people are always kind of rotating through the sport people yeah. come and go so just because they already have sponsored athletes doesn't mean those people are going to be there forever and if you're mm -hmm. you know new and you are you know fresh and excited and you bring something new to the table um there could be opportunities for you as well so just yeah. big time networking yeah always going to as many events as you like possibly can and i will say that sometimes i can feel like you're asking a lot right because i will say when i started in this so I started in the sport, what, two, 2016, um, you, you would never catch me dead at any of that. Just because like, I, I wouldn't feel like I was good enough. I didn't know how to communicate with yeah. people. I'd be kind of shy, like more reserved. And now like, if you think of it, like you're putting in a lot of work, right? You're, you're training, you know, so many days a week, you're dieting, every 24 seven, you're grinding with your posing, you're doing a lot of work, like, you are worth it, you are worthy enough, like you are enough. Mm -hmm. And you just in our sport, we strive for perfection, we strive for that, will we ever get it? No, but like, we'll never stop trying, right? So having like that energy of like, you're doing this amazing thing, and you're going to keep growing. And then having that, like energy, just around you and carrying it. So when you go to work, so like now, now I go to as many things as I possibly can, you know, now I'll go to workshops. Now I'll go, I'll go meet people. I'll like, if somebody wants to stop and talk to me at the gym, if anything, like we have a, we, you guys in St. Louis have the workshop here coming at the end of February. Mm -hmm. We have a great workshop here in March 9th and I'll be at both of them. You'll be at you'll be at the St. Louis one. I'll come to both mm -hmm. of them, but it's just, you meet so many people. And mm -hmm. then those people like I, and I see it at every workshop I've gone to, right. They'll stay and they'll talk and they'll mingle. And you want to keep doing that. And you want to stay consistent and you want to stay, if you want to catapult this as like a career, you want to stay relative. So you, even with social media, if you're not a poster every day, like that's okay but still stay genuinely relative, right? So like still be out in the community, little, you know, social media, meet and greet, go to, go to the competitions that are in your area, like just be around. So then that way, like when you form relationships and you want to utilize them or you want to grow them, it's not falling short. It's like, oh, mm -hmm. well, like you kind of come and go, you're inconsistent. Like, oh, I might see you next year. I might not, you know? So mm -hmm 
because I've had I've had females come up to me um, and they'll say, you know, I want to do all the stuff that you do. And I'll always say it never happened overnight. <laughs> yeah, it's it does take time, I think, to be able to, you know, build, but it's but it's so worth it. So you just have to start, you know, like just get started and meet people, mingle, put yourself out there. And, and then eventually like bigger things like do come. But, you know, and I'm not saying it's ever too late to start, you know, Um so I think that that's, that's just it. Yeah, the things that are happening now for you, Mandy, and, you know, other things that are kind of developing on my end, like it's because of the foundation that I laid, but um, it's never too late to get that going. And like this is, uh, it can be a, a very expensive hobby, but um, it, it doesn't have to be. Um, we can segue into some ways that we've learned to save money. I have like several on my brain right now because I'm booking all the things, all the travel, I, all the things right now and looking at sort of like ahead at like the next, you know, six months ahead of me. So what are some so of your was, tips, Mandy? So I was curious um, because I actually kept – or I've made a spreadsheet for this show, this 2024, because I was curious, right? I mean, I kind uh -huh. of know, like, I've done it, like, I know a little bit, but I was a little curious this time. So I will say something that has saved me a a bunch of money, other than a beautiful suit sponsorships from Toxic Angel, <laughs> um, is uh, my flight. So I am flying to um, Orlando from Kansas City. I'm flying with myself, my husband and my son, right? So we we have a direct flight here in Kansas City, but it's still paying for three three plane tickets, you know, round trip. Like that's expensive. So what I did to save a lot of money was I had one, I had some reward points that I've just racked up over time with a hotel company. I cashed out those reward points, used them as gift cards. And then I not only had those setting aside, I waited until there was a sale and like a dip in airline pricing and I bought at that time. And so yeah. I bought with gift cards and I, so for round trip for three people, 700 bucks. So nice. yeah, I was like, and it, and it was like, it's like medium class, like not last on the plane, <laughs> not first on the plane. It's like middle medium class. <laughs> and it, it, I don't know what you call They call like, it all you sorts of words. You're my favorite. That's so funny. I do. What was the? I said bet ish, kinda. Um, That's funny. That that has saved me uh, a bunch of money. What I about got, you? So one. what is what is yours? Okay. So okay. Well, so this is this is if you um, this is probably like just travel in general, not necessarily for competing. But I so because um, I coach most of the shows in the area, I can't compete and coach at the same time. So I. I'm like by default, I always travel for shows and like it, it adds up. And so first thing I did was um, I have a Southwest credit card so you can get like companion points and all kinds of stuff. I even saved money when I opened it. So like that's like the only credit card I use. And so um, that's great. Also learned that Southwest flights are the cheapest on Monday. So I always, uh -oh. if I have a trip coming up, I'll always log in on Monday morning and take a look and see. And then I look at my prospective flight that I want and then I'll write it down. And then I come back, you know, throughout the week, just kind of peek in every now and then. But typically Mondays are the cheapest. And that's usually when I book, like I'm going to Orlando for a conference in the beginning of April and the flight that I booked, I got it for like 125 each way. And later oh, in the wow. week, like last week when I looked, it was like 275. So it's like more than half off today. And there mm -hmm. and there are sales that go on, but sometimes like those sales are only for certain airports. And so if you have something kind of specific, so that would be like for booking flight, I would say log in on Monday and do that. Um, or if you can move your fly in, fly out dates, sometimes that saves you a little bit of money, but then you end up staying there too. Um, and then as far as hotels, like just always use the group hotel. Um, and then if you've got a teammate, like... I'm on a big, you're on a big team. I'm on a big team. We have Facebook pages. If I was really trying to like budget more like, well, and I am, but I'm, you know, I don't always want to stay with complete strangers. So yeah. but if you're literally like, I got to cut as many, you know, dollars as possible, <laughs> find a roommate so that you don't have to stay by yourself and pay for the entire room fee. Um, that's a really easy way to do it. Like there's, I've been on teams before where right. like there's four girls in a room and, 
it makes it so much more affordable because, you know, these show yeah. fees can add up. And then sometimes like, you know, you have to add a show onto your schedule. Like maybe you were like, you know, hoping to qualify at a certain show or turn pro at a certain show and it doesn't happen. And now you've got to turn around and book travel two weeks away, you know, looking at sort of like, you know, what's the best option, flying, driving, staying in a hotel and, and cutting, you know, costs as much as possible. But I would say like when you start your season, you've got your shoes, you got your jewelry, you you got your suit, you kind of got your, your NPC card, any other shows you do, what you're booking is you're paying for extra tanning, extra lodging if you're going out of, out of town or out of state, um, and then your show fees. So, but I think too, like, you know, some of these shows, you can do six classes. Like if you're a brand new master's competitor over 40, you can do like true novice, novice open, you can do all you know, of them. 35 well, plus, except, 40 yeah. plus. You can do novice 35. Like, that's so many you don't need to do. You could, but, you know, it's it's, it's tiring to do six classes. Um, and it's so a lot of running, like, around, too. Yeah, yeah. I definitely say don't just do one, but um, that's kind of, you know, another way. And, again, once you get your jewelry, you don't have to get anything fancy. Literally, they don't right. pay that much attention to your jewelry so like i get people like oh what do you think of these 12 pairs of earrings like which ones are the best i'm like it doesn't really matter like you know like yeah it, you need one pair nobody's looking i've seen people lose one backstage i swear the judges didn't know you were missing an earring you know they, things like that don't really yeah. we can tend to like hone in on those little details and that they end up costing us a lot of money that we didn't like why did i spend all that money on this i never needed it you know right and I think it causes us a lot of stress because like when we get so hyper focused on something that is really not a big deal, like like jewelry is probably like one of one of the things like we overthink it so much, like mm -hmm. the dangly of the earrings of this. Now, granted, no, it shouldn't be distracting. Like you shouldn't wear something that is not common i want to say so like something like you don't want to wear like a long dangly necklace like that's not something that you want to wear but if you like look at npcnews.com and you see like what you know people wear you see on instagram like what the pros kind of wear it's it's like okay pick some rings pick some bracelets you like pick some earring like an earring yeah. you like and that's as much thought as that really needs to go into it i will say if you are trying to like budget for it like be really really like careful how much you spend some of the jewelry i will say i've seen now like at claire's or i've seen at like other yeah. like department uh, like stores where you can buy a bunch of stuff like just buy a bunch of stuff for like ten dollars and yeah. just bring it all with you and be like which one looks best right yeah jewelry so. is definitely like that it shouldn't be a huge expense you know but sometimes people have like three different pairs of earrings to choose from and it like it really doesn't need that mm -hmm. much you know you don't need that much variety they also always have like their best sales around like you know fourth of july christmas black friday like like if you're you know looking at buying certain things like follow all these companies so you can see when their best deals and best coupons are and then most of these companies also have ambassadors like mandy and i are both ambassadors and sponsored athletes with toxic and i mean i have an ambassador code for shoe fairy i have an shoe ambassador fairy. code for like you know, squeeze me skinny like so everybody's mm -hmm. got coupons so you know always use those coupon codes like i'm like of the opinion anytime i buy anything i always try to see if there's a coupon code somewhere because there probably is um even like with supplements that. yeah you just like mm, i don't know that this is the actual price let me see if i can find a coupon but even like i've seen like posing suits and shoes and jewelry on mercari and poshmark um, mm -hmm. and so, you know, those are things like if, if somebody has a brand new pair of shoes that they've never opened and they were past the return date, what are they going to do with them? They're probably going to put them on Poshmark. So like, that's yep. another way to kind of, you know, if you want to invest the time in kind of doing that, but then, I mean, we're talking that would save you 20, 30 bucks here and there, which is great. Right. But overall, I, I think it's important to like, just look at everything, you know, and I've got actually, I will, I see if I can link it below or you can just message me and I'll send it to you. But I have like an actual rundown of all the costs. Um, and we give it to our brand new competitors just so that they can sort of budget. Um, and sometimes I have to go, okay, if we have four months to the show, month one, we're going to pay for this month two, we're going to pay for this month three, this is what we're going to do just to kind of spread out the cost. Because the last thing you want to do is like have everything come up at once, you put it on a credit card, and then you've acquired debt. It doesn't have to be that way, yeah. you know, so spreading things out, I think, is the is mm -hmm. the biggest thing. And, you know, really just thinking about show day, you know, the tan and the makeup, those are things that, you know, you can't get around that. I think makeup, even if you 
wanted to do it yourself, by the time you buy the dark foundation and the dark setting powder and the dark lipstick, you can just pay someone to do it and it will be perfect and nice and I feel like it's such a it's such a double edged sword. Like like the tanning, absolutely I would never I would never not use the promoter's tanner. But with makeup, I have seen people do it and it, it looks good. It works. I've only seen this look good and work at an amateur level. I've never mm-hmm. seen it at an, like anything above that. And then I will say the one time or the few times I've seen it look good, I've seen it 10 other times bad. So like mm-hmm. they, it doesn't match the tan. It's not, it's not, you know, poppy enough. It's not complimentary. Like it's, there's just so much that can go wrong and it's very stressful. That's another thing on show day is like, you want to be so relaxed and not stressed the last thing you want to do is be like staring yourself in the mirror looking at your makeup and be like should i do this should i do that should i do this should i do that just no just don't do it don't do it to yourself i've known people that have taken the time to like watch lots of tutorials and buy product Mm -hmm. and do all of that and i've seen it come out really great but they wanted to invest the time in order to save the money. And maybe they had multiple shows, so it was like worth it to them. But if you're not good with makeup, you know, I, and you don't have any product, like I'm talking about people that like have a good supply of makeup brushes and maybe they kind of, maybe their friends ask them to do their eye makeup and whatnot. Like, yeah, there are plenty of great tutorials out there, but I feel like it's just risky to, you know, get up there and like, what if your face is like the wrong shade? And you know, it, it, at the end of the day, it's just one, one little thing that it might save you $50 or something to do it yourself. But then if having it done better, you end up with a better score, then, you know, you, then you right. have a better, you make a better use of the other money that you've spent on the show. So, um, I think those are just things that, you know, every person's a little bit different. And I think on a, yeah. a prior episode, I talked about not, um, not doing your own tan and like pro tan does have a wonderful diy kit tons of instructions i can't reach my damn back to save my life i i did a like at home tan the other day just because we were going somewhere and it was literally just the front of my body because i'm like (laughs) well it's winter like nobody's gonna see anyways so i can't imagine trying to do my own tan in my hotel room and then not to mention like my skin was prepped and everything and i was still smearing it everywhere and like my fingers were brown i'm like I, when they do it professionally, they airbrush you and it just lands nicer and everybody's the same yeah. shade. And, and they it's make just, sure you're all clean. Yeah. 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 They like dust your, um, oh my God, I was they dust your cracks. <laughs> they, they look at everything. They well, take that they, powder and they put it like in your, like yeah, the crack the of your powder. elbow and like your armpits and stuff. Is it baby powder? It's like sparkly. Like, it's like, I don't know. But it makes you not like no, as I'm gonna ask. sweaty, I, I guess. I'm always like, Can yeah, I it, my it makes crack? it dry and you makes it not sweaty. And it's it's just nice. It's it, yeah. like you don't again, it's one less thing you have to stress about. And it's it's so important. Like it's so astronomically important because if you if your tan looks bad, if you're not a good shine in the light like that, that's everything you just work so hard for on stage. For the 15 seconds you're on stage and you mm-hmm. wanted to cut some cost of maybe because you still got to pay for the do-it-yourself kit right you still got to pay for all yeah. of that so maybe you cut your cost by like 50 bucks really like no like it's just not worth it and then yeah. always keep in mind that you don't have to get new things like you were saying before you have your mpc card that's good for a calendar year if you you have your suit purchased you have your heels you have your jewelry so you have a good bulk of all of the stuff right so the other thing is just be the entry fees and the tanning and the makeup and kind of like we said at the beginning of this like if you start kind of looking at the sport as a business because you want to grow in the business you want to make it a career start talking to those people start talking to the tanning company start talking to the makeup people maybe it's a new makeup artist who wants to make a name for themselves in the in the field and they did a phenomenal job and they're like oh well i'll i'll if you tag me in a bunch of stuff i i'll cut 20 bucks off like yeah you have to ask and you have to talk and same with tanning like you know, talk, talk to them, like mingle with them, like try to make a relationship with them because you never know what could come out of this. And you could meet like, well, you will be the greatest people, like the nicest people, but like, this could be like your next best friend. Like Mm -hmm. you never know. Like how many people have we met backstage? And like, I still talk to them all the time. 
Yeah. You know, it's it's so it's just such an amazing sport. <laughs> yeah. We we can definitely justify the spending because of, you know, how much it's given to us and you know, I think even if I didn't have a career in the fitness industry, I would still be involved in the fitness industry. And I actually probably left my career so I could be more involved in the fitness industry because what started to happen for me was I wanted to do photo shoots and go to meetups and, you know, do extra shows and I started judging and didn't want to turn down judging opportunities. And at that time I was I had a career in nursing and um was coaching people on the side and decided to make coaching my full-time business because I wanted more time for my passion, which was the fitness industry. So I'm not saying leave your job, but that's just, you know, that's what happened for me. But, um, yeah. you know, again, I, I think because competing has, you know, been something that I've, I did in my twenties, my thirties, now my forties, it's given me so much and I've made so many amazing friendships and, and it's just, you know, it's, it's been worth every, every penny that I've spent for sure. Right. And I love that. I love that. Like you leaned into it. Like you knew that was your calling, right? It mm-hmm. was interesting. Cause for me, it definitely, I don't know. I, I honestly, to this day, look back and I'm not really sure why, but I can always look back and be like, I was the happiest when I was in prep, when I was getting yeah. ready, when I was going to the gym, when I'm prepping my food. Cause this is always, you know, and of course we've said this on many episodes, like people always ask me like, Oh, don't you wish you could just go out whenever you want and eat whatever you want and drink whatever you want, you know, all this stuff. Right. And I think about it. I'm like, well, I did do that. Right. We've all done that, but Mm -hmm. the happiest and the, the most like fulfilled I have felt is when I'm doing something in this sport. And I think Mm -hmm. it took me a long time to like, listen to myself, if that makes sense, you know, like to be like, you know what? You're, this is when you're happy. These, like, you're helping people. You're, you're in the sport. You're in, you're doing this, you're doing that. And it's like, I need to, I need to embrace this. This is Mm -hmm. who I am. This is what I love. And I just need to give it my all because this is what is going to make me the happiest. And once I kind of realized that, and I think 2022, one kind of going into 22, I was like, I'm just going to talk to all these people and meet all these people and go to all this stuff and just work like work yeah. and, and be grateful. If, if that is one thing that like, I, I'm just so grateful for all of the opportunities and I am so humbled and I love all the work. I love all the things I do and I love helping everybody and I love giving to as many people as I possibly can because, you know, nobody teaches nutrition you have to nobody teaches working out like you have to love that and then go teach yourself it you'll you have to go get certified but like we all know this is a self-developing like field right and it like embracing that and wanting to learn every day and then give it to others is the best like i know job i could ever ask for (laughs) i agree i think it's for me like you know i all day long i talk to people who are interested in learning about, you know, our coaching programs and, you know, what we offer. And I think it's so stressful for somebody to just not understand their body and like have Mm -hmm. this huge knowledge gap. But I think I feel that way about other things. Like, you know, I don't know a lot about mortgages and I, you know, I have an accountant who handles finance. I wish I had a better handle on those things, but nutrition and exercise, I got it. You know, I know this, this is what I've done for so long. And so I talk to so many people that are freaked out because they've reached a point in their lives where their bodies, you know, not where they want it to be at all. They can't figure out why. And they're so frustrated and they feel very desperate. And so I'm grateful that I get to help those people and give back. And then I'm so grateful that because of this sport, I know these things already. Like I, I, it's not for me, like this big thing of information and I don't know what's real and I don't know what is being pushed out by marketing of certain companies. Like I know the, the good stuff from the bullshit because I've been doing this for so long and I'm so glad. And so, yeah, it is like, personally, it's done so much for me, but then, you know, to give back and, and also I, and I, the, going back to the gratitude thing, like, yeah, this is a, a luxury to be able to do this. Um, and it, it's a hobby that, you know, not everybody understands and that's okay. And you might have somebody be like, why, what do you win? Like, why would you even do that if you don't get a prize? I'm like, this is the prize. Like 
my personal development is the prize. And so self-development. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it is like, you know, the person that you become and pushing through the hard times, like, I can't think of anything else in my in my life that would give me that other than this, you know, it's so it's so not about the body. Like, I think initially, probably people are like, drawn to it because of that. But that's so not what's kept me here for like, almost 20 years, you know, like, there's more. And when you look at people who've had long careers, like, this is about so much more than just how they look, right? It is absolutely like I feel like your first show to second show. It's about it's about like, look, look at this. Look at this. Right. Like you're you're excited. Right. It's probably the first time you've had abs like you're excited. But then but then eventually like you lose the abs and all that, you know, and you're back to kind of like, you know, a healthier but like normal physique. And it's like what brings you back? And mm-hmm. why are you coming back? And you, and like you said, you slowly start learning about yourself. Like it's, there's something there that's not, it's not about, you know, the way you look, it's not about like going to the gym and like being the best looking person at the gym. It's how you feel. And it's what you've learned about yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's what you've learned. You learn something that you can take with you your whole life. Because I feel like that's also the thing, you know, like we learn something in our prep. Like, let's say you do one prep. Okay, you do one prep, it's 20 weeks. You just learned something in 20 weeks that you know for the rest of your life. Like, yeah, what you can do with food and proper mm-hmm. exercise. Yeah. Yeah, even if you only do it once. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's like there's nothing like it. You know, it is definitely, you know, a game changer. And it's just something that is rare. Not a lot of people are doing it. I mean, it's growing. But I mean, what is it like 0.1% of the population will do it. Um, and sometimes that's the draw for people of being like, I want to do something, you know, really extreme. Yeah. Um, so but yeah, it's, I don't know. I know I've gone on a tangent. <laughs> I know. I, I feel like I did we talking about. <laughs> I know. And I'm saving like, money. Yes, saving money. But um but no. We, you know, we, I think that's we got a gratitude uh, tangent. Yes. I know. And I I I saw the I saw the feels there. You your voice changed a little bit and you got a little serious. I'm like, is she gonna cry right now? Are we like in the eight week out feels? Do you get like emotional when you're in prep? Like I cry in like the very like the very I, end of prep, I cry all the time. Do you so or you don't like that? I don't I do get emotional. I do get emotional, but like I get more emotional be- because I'm like, cause I'm so happy. Like Aww, I, it's happy weird. Cries. Like, yeah. yeah, it's, I cry just because I'm like so excited and I'm so happy and kind of like, like you're saying about hunger, I get like cold or I get like, it's hard for me to warm up. And it's so funny because I used to think this was like a hormonal thing because like my thyroid activity would dip down and my prep will come to find out. It's just kind of how I am. So uh-huh. like, I like will just lay on the couch with my heating blanket and I'll just be like so happy because I'll just be like I'm going on stage here soon and it'll yeah. be so pretty and I love like my boys always just they have a lot of fun because we we usually travel and they'll and they'll have like they'll do fun stuff and they get to make memories and it's just like a really good time and I'm like I just get all excited and I get all warm yeah. and fuzzy <laughs> the prep feels yeah it's always a good it. time Mm-hmm. I know. I always like, I have those moments where I just feel like, you know, oh, I'm so, I'm so proud that I pushed through and I want it so bad. And, you know, and I'm like, I love sports. Like I just, I love my kids sports. I cry and everything. Like I'm literally that mom, like at the cheer competition, like, like bawling my eyes out. Cause I'm so proud of them. It's just like, it's so emotional when you put so much into something and then you have this like big moment you know, so sometimes just, you know, you get in your feels, you have those songs that come on and I'm driving to the gym and I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> not yeah. like I'm going to, I'm crying because I'm sad or I'm stressed out, but just like emotional. I don't know. And like, and your hormones mm-hmm. change in prep too, and your body fat dips low and you know, you're just like, I don't know. It's a, it's a mess, but it's just part of it. <laughs> it's, it's always a good time. It's a good time. <laughs> Promise. It's really yeah. fun. <laughs> All right. So well, we're yeah. we're almost coming up to an hour. We're just How about out now. Oh I know because because when we do these, man, we can just talk forever. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> but, I'm finally feeling better. Like the last like three episodes. Yeah. I think I've been like muting my mic so I could cough and 
I'm still really nasally and I'm on it like decongestants. You sound stuff, a lot better though. Cause it's funny. Cause God, you would yeah. tell me that you're nasally and I'm like, you're not that bad. But now I'm like, oh, okay. You were kind of, nasally. you just got used to my voice. You're like, this is just how she talks. I know I'm still like a little bit raspy, but it'll, it'll go away. I was definitely yeah. like, you know, it was a long, long sickness, but at least I got it out of the way. Like, I don't want to do a whole episode on this, but people do ask like, what do you do when you get sick and prep? And you just got to push through. Like there's nothing you can do. I think listening to your body is important. And I will say like this dragged on for three weeks. I never had a day where I was just like, I'm dead. Like there was days where, you know, I, I felt tired, but I never got like, felt like I got hit by a train. So I never had that little, you know, break in training, which is nice, but it dragged on. So, I mean, you just push through, yeah. listen to your body, do what you can. And like you said, we can make it a whole episode, but I like one of my preps, I ha- I got COVID for two weeks and oh. I, it was the same thing though. Like, and I was like in the middle of prep, but, and I mm-hmm. couldn't go to the gym, but this was, the gyms were open. I think this was 2021, but I like, I stuck to my nutrition plan. Like I did, yeah. like got if to. I yeah. didn't feel like eating, I would somehow soften my chicken to eat it. Like you just still got to do it. I, like, obviously you can't mm-hmm. go to the gym. Like, but I stuck a hundred percent to my nutrition plan and I got over it and I was fine and everything was what it was. You just yeah. got to push through it. But I, I feel like this episode was really, really helpful. Like yeah, I really hope yeah. you guys like learned some pretty neat tricks and some like feel really comfortable, like talking to other people in the business and going to workshops. Cause also always remember when you go to other workshops, there's also other people that have never gone to a workshop. Yeah, so like you're not the only nervous. first time person. Yes. Never. Like if you're nervous, they're nervous. Like mm-hmm. I'm still nervous and I go to them all the time. Oh, me too. I have like raging social anxiety. I'm like, it's weird. Like, I lot. even will know the people on like this, this stage talking and I'll be like, and you're still nervous. Okay, like, where am I going to sit? Yeah. Oh, me too. I'm like, I hope I know someone. Oh my God. Yeah. So never, never feel out of place. Never feel alone. Everybody's nervous. Everybody's anxious. It's okay. Like it's totally yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Totally. Awesome. Well, <laughs> congratulations once again, Mandy, Thank on you. becoming a sponsored athlete with Toxic Angels. I'm like so happy. I'm so glad we got to spill the news today. We were waiting for a coupon code before we said anything and we got it. So I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so we'll link our codes below and then all of our other savings codes. And then if you guys have any questions or if you would be so kind as to leave us a review and a five star rating, we would really appreciate it. And thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next time. Yeah. Bye guys. Bye.